Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to Houston Astros Baseball. It's Thursday, October the 18th. The Astros lose game four to the Red Sox, eight to six, in a game full of action and controversy. The Astros are now down three games to one. Game five will be tonight. Justin Verlander, the Astros' last hope to keep the series alive. He will be facing David Price, who will be pitching for Chris Sale, who is the original starter plan for this game. He did have a stomach ailment of some type. He was admitted to the hospital. Not sure about his condition, but he is out. David Price is in. So this is do or die. The Astros have to win tonight or they are done. So what we're going to do is recap the game, but first, I got an unexpected uh, voice message from Mark Yu, and I wanted to start the podcast out with Mark Yu's message. Hey Rob, it's Mark Yu. I just wanted to offer my view on the disastrous game yesterday. 8-6, Eight to six, Red Sox versus Houston, game number four. So we're now on the verge of being eliminated in the ALCS. Owing to the application of the fan interference rule in the first inning when what would have certainly been a home run by Jose Altuve was, in my view, inappropriately claimed as being fan interference from the angle that was replayed and I acknowledge it was non-definitive because it was not at the ideal angle on the side and the ideal angle on the side would have been clear and unequivocal as to whether or not fan interference had occurred instead that angle was blocked ironically by a security official who came out onto the field to see whether or not there was fan interference. That security official, by physically coming onto the field, he blocked that camera angle, prevented New York from doing its oversight. So consequently, the field official's uh, identification that, yes, it was fan interference, was the one that was gone with. As you know, New York will only overturn a call in the event 
it is uh, unequivocal. All right, so now let's talk about solutions. Uh, in the short term, I suggest as a solution that m many, many signs be posted reminding fans of the fan interference rule and encouraging fans to refrain from in any way reaching their arms out into the field of play. That's immediate step number one. However, I don't think that's a long-term fix. The long-term fix is something like what Wrigley Field has done. As you know, I'm originally from Chicago, and Wrigley Field has installed a basket, and that basket is the home run. Now, the benefit of the basket is that it prevents the outfielder trying to catch the ball from sticking his mitt into the area where the fans can reach. And so, in other words, the fielder goes up. If the fielder is successful, he's able to catch the ball before it goes in the basket. If it does go in the basket, then it's obviously a home run. If the fielder is ever comes in contact with, uh, with a player, uh, sorry, with a spectator, then clearly that is fan interference because the fan of necessity in that example would have to be reaching over so far over, his arm would have to be the, the length of the width of the basket, which is uh, implausible. Anyway, bottom line is we need to, number one, emphasize to fans to not stick their arms out. Whether that actually happened last night, it's a bit of a moot point. It's, it's unknowable at this point, and New York has made their ruling. But number two, for next season, I'm hoping the Astros will install a basket, either that or create an additional wall separating the field of play from the current wall. In other words, to provide a, an air gap between the, where the spectators sit and where the players play. I, I don't like that idea. I like the basket idea instead because it, it, provides, uh, it, it prevents a gap between the spectator and, and the field. And, and I know as a spectator, I want to get as close as possible to the field to play. So that's my input on the game yesterday. It was a frustrating game, uh, especially as uh, A. Bregg, who's been the absolute maestro in the ALDS and ALCS and therefore was appropriately elevated to leadoff in the batting order, he just blanked yesterday, and I don't know why that is. It's very untypical for A. Bregg. So I'm hoping tonight's game, um, Thursday night, that Abreg has his normal offense. I'm hoping Justin Verlander has his normal strong performance. Anyway, that's it for today. Uh, keep up the good podcast work, and let's go Astros. Okay, so I did not watch the game because I was at work. However, I was getting updates on everything happening and there was a time there that I believed the Astros were going to win. I had no idea how bad Charlie Morton was doing. Uh, I, I was scared of his performance. Like I said, he was injured. He hasn't pitched in a long time. He was a very big question mark, and he did not do very well. So the Astros scored six runs on 13 hits. So the Astros were able to get hits, and they were able to score this time. However, Boston got eight runs on 11 hits. Alex Bregman, the 
batter, the player, the hitter that Boston has been pitching around. He went 0 for 5, and he left five runners on base. Maldonado, who has been criticized for his hitting and his defense of late, he went 0 for 3. Offensively, George Springer, Mr. October for the Astros, 3 for 4 with a walk. He had an RBI, and he scored a run. Josh Reddick picked things up in this game, 2 for 4 with a walk. He also scored a run and had an RBI. And Carlos Correa with a great game, 3 for 4 with 2 RBIs. Really nice to see that Correa had a good game. And Tony Kemp, who I should hope will stay in the lineup tonight, but it will be a left-hander. So not really sure. They'll probably bring Tyler White back in. But who knows? Kemp went two for three, two walks, and an RBI. So he was on base five times. And he did have an RBI and scored a run. Charlie Morton, two and a third innings pitched, three hits, two walks, three runs allowed. Josh James came in to replace him. He pitched three and two-thirds innings. He gave up three runs on four hits. He had a walk and five strikeouts. Presley finally gave up a run. He he pitched two-thirds of an inning, gave up a hit and a run, and he had two walks, so not a good outing for Presley when we needed him. Lance McCullers Jr., an inning and a third, two hits, one run. And then you got Sip and McHugh pitched the last inning, Zero runs allowed. So every pitcher except right there at the end allowed runs. So not a good pitching night. The uh, Boston Red Sox are a powerhouse offensive team. And the Astros, again, unable to shut them down. So let's recap the game real quick. In the top of the first, it was there was a walk, a hit by pitch. There was two outs. Devers gets a single. That brings in two runs, so the walks come back to haunt the Astros and Charlie Morton. If you remember that game he had against Arizona earlier, already down 2-0 to zero again in the first inning. In the bottom of the first, what Mark was talking about, Altuve had a home run and that was ended up calling uh, fan interference. Take the home run away from him. I didn't see it. I saw some replays. Some of them looked like the uh, fan hit his glove and closed it. Uh, In my mind, what I saw is he wasn't going to catch it anyways. Bad break, bad call by the umpires. But I guess, you know, I am an Astro fan, so I will only see it that way. So at that point, we could have been tied 2-2, to but the Astros do not score any runs. But in the bottom of the second, Reddick gets a double. Correa with an RBI single. The Astros are only down 2-1. to one. But Boston, top of the third, they answer again. Uh, two doubles and a strikeout for Morton. It's 3-1 to one Boston, and Morton is done. He gave up three runs. They bring in James. Uh, who closes out the inning. Bottom of the third, we get a Springer dinger by Mr. October, George Springer, 3-2. to two. They are only down by one. And then Reddick comes up 
RBI single, ties things up at three. So after three innings, we are tied, looking good. We go to the fourth inning. Tony Kemp gets a solo home run. Astros up four to three. Top of the fifth, right after that, an RBI single for Bogarts. Ties things up at four. In the bottom of the fifth, Carlos Correa again. RBI single. Astros take the lead five to four. After five innings, the Astros are still winning and looking good. Top of the sixth, a two-out double by Vasquez, and then a two-run home run by Jackie Bradley Jr. Jackie Bradley Jr. is killing the Astros. Boston takes a 6-5 to five lead. Top of the seventh, uh, two singles and a walk by Presley. They take them out. Base is loaded. Lance McCullers Jr. walks a run in. Boston takes a 7-5 to five lead. Top of the eight, an RBI single by J.D. Martinez makes it 8-5. to five. So the Astros up 5-4 to four after five innings, and they give up runs in the next three innings. Bottom of the eighth, Tony Kemp gets a single, but he's thrown out at second, trying to stretch it into a double. Alex Bregman is then hit by a pitch, so he could have two runners on. Springer hits a double. No one comes in. Altuve grounds out, but Bregman comes in to score. That makes it 8-6. to six. We go to the bottom of the ninth. Astros down by two. The last hope for the Astros. Reddick and Correa both draw walks. There are two on base, one out. Brian McCann flies out. Tony Kemp walks. Bases loaded. Alex Bregman up to bat. Who do you want up to bat more than anyone in this situation? You want Alex Bregman. In my mind, you might want George Springer, but it has to be Alex Bregman. I believe at this point he's probably already 0 for 4. He comes in, base is loaded. All he needs to get a single. Two runs can probably score, but he lines out. Game over. Bad game for Bregman. We put him in a spot to be the hero, and he faltered. So the Astros are down three games to one. Now they must win three games in a row. They got to win tonight and then go to Boston and win two more games. So is this possible, folks? I talked about it on the last one. Verlander against David Price. Can we win that? Yes, we can. We go Saturday to Boston. Garrett Cole on the mound against who knows. I don't know who will be pitching. Will Chris Sale be available by then? Who knows? But is Garrett Cole going to give up five runs again? I doubt it. So if Verlander wins, I think Garrett Cole can win, and we can tie things up and go to seven games. This is not over. I don't give up on him. Our Justin Verlander has got our season in his hands. It's all up to him. And hopefully he can pass the torch to Cole and then go to game seven and see what happens. Uh, Maybe Bregman can get some hits. He had a bad game when we needed him and we lost. Um, I've said before, if the Astros don't win at all, I'm not going to be upset. 
They won the World Series last year. It's been like 20 years since someone's won two in a row, I believe. Uh, I kind of thought the Royals won two in a row, but maybe they lost one. But anyway, they're still going to be my favorite team. I'm always going to love them. I'm not giving up on them. I'm not, I'm not raising the white flag and saying I quit. I do still think we can do this. If the Red Sox can win three games in a row, we can beat them three games in a row. And Verlander can get things started tonight. Hopefully he does because Saturday I will be able to watch the game. And I, like I said, I, re, I believe Garrett Cole can have a good game. We can take this to game seven. Should be Dallas Keuchel. Um, I think the Astros should utilize Colin McHugh a little bit more. If the starter gets in trouble, let's say Verlander goes five innings, bring McHugh in. Let him pitch three innings. Let him pitch at least two. Get Verlander, McHugh, Presley. I don't give up on Presley at all. And then Roberto Osuna, who did not pitch last night. Some people said he won't pitch again because of what he did. I think he will, but he'll only come in in a saving situation in the ninth inning. And we got to count on Verlander to get us there. So recap, we lost. We're down 3-1. to one. I don't give up hope. I think we can win this. I think we can win Saturday. We will go seven games if these two guys can pitch like they're able to. But we have to shut them down. Verlander proved he could shut them down in game one. Garrett Cole looked shaky. I think he can come back. We're still in this, folks. Don't give up on the Houston Astros. I'm not giving up on them. Astros can still do this. Thanks a lot for listening. I do really appreciate everyone for listening, especially during the playoffs. Uh, Looks like there's a lot more interest in the podcast since the playoffs started. I just hope that I can deliver a decent enough podcast to give you some Astros information. So thanks again to Mark Yu for your contribution to the podcast. Uh, And that's it, folks. Go Astros. Thanks a lot for listening. Houston Astros baseball. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.